All right, Average Joe's fans, we are back with another Not a Podcast podcast. Friendly, friends me first as the NAP, the N-A-P-P. Not that we're going to put you to sleep, at least we hope we don't. But, that sounds terrible. <laughs> but it's a friendly, it's it's a funny kind of combo, you know. It's uh, it's it's cool, but it's not. Like, we have friends here who have a, a band called Product of Society, and it's... Uh, their their initials are POS, or you know, piece of shit. So it's kind of like that that weird thing. But um, I'm joined today with Ryan. Ryan, this is your first damn not a podcast podcast. We're finally getting you on here, brother. Yeah, this is my first nap with you, Dave. Yes, I mean, yes, like... I did want to sound as bad as it came out. <laughs> it's like uh, <laughs> it was like it was like Joey and Ross from Friends, and they had their man nap. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, you lost me there. I've never, oh, and that's all I've watched one episode of Friends, and it was as bad as I thought. Yeah, well, the, my, my ex uh, my, my ex was, was huge into Friends, and because I, she was so gracious enough to watch The Prams with me every week, I was gracious enough to watch Friends with her every week. It was kind of a trade-off, yeah. so. Fair enough, fair enough. So, you know, it, The Prams was an hour long, and Friends was only half an hour, so it was kind of like, all right, fair enough, but. Even still, I think she got the better on the deal because she did get to watch The Sopranos, which was right. fucking awesome. You know, maybe she didn't get it, but she's from she was from this. You know, say like the for all the hate that it gets, the Sopranos series finale. I don't care what anyone says; it is the perfect ending to that show, and it's probably one of the most like one of the perfect endings to a series. Let me tell you something. Even even though love it or hate it, even to this day, is still the most talked about ending to a series that I've ever seen in my life. Ever. What, like 2007? 2006? Oh, yeah, it was was before, it was definitely before 6 or 7, it was probably 6. Five or 6. So you're looking at a decade, and yeah, people are still hating on it, or, or loving on it. For the for the brilliance or for the confusion? Yeah, two thousand seven. Excuse me, two thousand seven is when it ended. So ten years ago, and it's I, I've never I've I've still still come across people that say they either it's so pol- it's such a polarizing thing. They they love it. It's brilliant. It was out of no you know it was out of nowhere, out of left field. They never expected it. Nobody did. Or uh, it was what the fuck? That was lazy. That was dumb writing. How could they do that? This is there's no ending. There's no closure. I was I was uh, we were we recorded that episode because okay. uh, my ex Jennifer and I we recorded the episode because we had we something we had to do. So we came home later that night and we watched it at like one o'clock in the morning and we had you know, we both had to be to work the next day, but we were like, Fuck it, it's the last one we gotta watch it. And you so hadn't heard anything about it to that point? Zero. Avoided all social okay. media, avoided everything. So right. we we hit play, we're lying in bed, we're watching it, and it happens and all of a sudden fade to black. And I got up and right. like Fuck, did the tape end? What the fuck? Did it just did did it stop recording? Oh, if it stopped recording, I'm gonna be pissed. Then the credits start going. After you said that, did the tape end? Yeah, probably just lost so many people. Yeah, I know it was only ten years ago, but you know we didn't have a DV. You know, maybe DVR was available, but I didn't have a DVR back then. You know, I had, I still had a VHS. And setting the timer and all that crap. Yes. 
So we we had no idea. We thought that it, the, the tape died. It was like, what the fuck happened here? And yeah. uh, it turns out, not even it was like four, five, six seconds later, then the credits started rolling. We were confused. Yeah, I, I remember because I worked in a Italian restaurant at the time. And I had never watched Sopranos uh, up until the second half of the last season started. And I like, binged the whole series. And uh, I got into work and I was like, oh, it's so crap. I thought my power went out. I, mm-hmm. this one, I don't know what happened. I don't know. This, what, did, like, what happened? I'm like, dude, Tony Soprano died. No, no, no. And I was for sure he died. It, it was probably three, four years ago that I was reading an article that explained how they shot that final scene with the family in the restaurant and uh, the guy in the members only jacket and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. it explained how the whole point of the final shot was you become Tony Soprano. And that instant black and instant silence is because he took a bullet to the back of his head and you were him. He's done. Like there's, that's why they've never done the, a, a movie or uh, like a three episode miniseries or anything like Tony's dead. Like uh, that's just it. Like it took a long time for people to realize it, and for whatever reason, and like people just hate it. It I think it's brilliant. Yeah, it was. It was so. Con- I think it was because it was so confusing to people. They didn't get it right off the bat. Uh, it made them think a little right. bit, and they didn't want to think about it. They just wanted it. Right out in the open, right there. Um, he had shot, and that's it. Like you get to see it. Yeah, I get like, to see. Or, the, or he just walks away. Yeah, whatever it may be. Uh, they didn't want to have to uh, consider, you know, use imagination, consider, think about different angles. It just, it wasn't, it wasn't what they were looking for. I, I was more, um, not necessarily upset at the ending or happy about the ending. I was just, I was. I thought that my, my VCR died. I was confused at that. I was like, what the fuck? Right, right, yeah, yeah. Son of a bitch. And I heard that from so many Italians <laughs> that Monday morning. I get into work. I'm doing my prep. I got my music playing. I'm in my own little world. And slowly, my staff's walking in one by one. Like, hey, uh, did you watch it? Oh, shut up. So stupid. Dumb show ever. I'm like, you've been telling me how dumb I am for not watching it for years and years and years. Now it's the worst show ever made because... You didn't understand the ending, and I still talk to these guys to this day, and they they still are resentful of that <laughs> end. It's like it's it's I don't know it's just, it's good. you spend you know uh, well six seasons, but it spanned like eight years, so you spent like you know almost a decade watching a show, and you rant and rave nonstop how wonderful and great it is, best show ever, and then all of a sudden it's the worst thing that ever happened since Hitler. How? Because right. you didn't understand the. Being like, good God. Right. TV. Like, oh, let's see. Not real life. Looks like Jeff's ready. We're going to get Jeff on awesome. this son of a bitch. Jeff was, Jeff was stuck at work. Didn't get out until, uh, didn't get out till 4 to come home, get ready and stuff. And, uh, so he is ready. We're going to try to add him to the call here. Let's see. Let's see if we can do this. Maybe. We're trying. Yo, yo. There he is. Oh, Jeff, what's going on? Oh, you know, just getting home from work, trying to put together this TV stand for my 
new TV. Ah, uh, you got the stand-in, did you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I bought, it's called a mount it. So basically, it's like got the, like a wall mount in the back of it, but it, it connects to a fucking glass, temp, uh, tempered glass stand. Because currently, the feet of my TV are snugly positioned in between my entertainment center. So that's not really going to work out too well. So okay. I gotta get this. I, got a, I bought this stand the other day and it just showed up. You got a hell of a deal on that TV, man. Fuck yeah, I did. Yeah. I'm thinking about going and grabbing one myself. Do it, bro. Even even with the stand, like, I'm still under 600 bucks. The stand was $55 through Amazon. So my total commitment still has me under $600 for this TV well, right now. I think my uh, my entertainment stand in my room would probably hold that with a TV just fine. It's it's rather big, um, but that would that would allow us to move that TV in my room out to our recording area. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say. Otherwise, I was gonna donate my old one. Oh yeah, the... yeah. You should bring that over anyway. See if we can if we can hook that up just just to see how it works. Should hook up just fine. Yeah, it's, just, I, I mean... It's all HDMI. I mean, just more towards the size than anything. Yeah, I think... Well, how big is how big is the new desk compared to what we got now? Like I don't have the like specs the on it. Um, I'll call Matt, see what he says. Okay. Because it's got... That one's already got, like, a TV in the middle... Or a TV stand in the middle of it. It's, it's just a 37-inch, so... We're getting, uh, we're getting all new stuff. Average Joe's fans and friends were getting new desks. We're gonna put up a new, uh, new monitors, TVs. We're gonna be able to hopefully have uh, enough room to put these webcams up to have at least two different angles um, when we're recording, so that we can start doing audio and video. That's the next oh, chapter. Yeah. That's the next stage. <laughs> And if we can start putting, like, two hours on YouTube, that's when you can start really monetizing it through ads. Real yep. easy. Real easy. I mean, I don't know if you guys look today at what we, at our, our views for the, the one The last we... I saw, we were up over 18,000, I think. Jesus. Because it was at Lots 16... Of... It was at 16k this morning when I went when I got up to go to work, and that was when I uh, when I posted that comment. Yeah, it's at 18.3 right now. 18,300. Wow, okay. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting, man. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Creeping up on 20, man. We break 20. Oh, fuck. I'm satisfied at what we're at now. Jesus. Shit. I'm beyond satisfied. <laughs> the fact that we even broke a thousand had me like, what the fuck? Let alone when we started creeping, you know, into the tens of thousands and That was the first that was the first video one we that's the first video one I've done. I don't think you've done a video one yet. No. No. I haven't done not anything like that, no. And you can totally see how absolutely uncomfortable yeah. I look. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was exciting. I thought it was oh, fun. I had a I had an absolute blast, don't get me wrong. I'm just super, I just always feel super awkward and uncomfortable when I'm being filmed and I'm not, like, performing. Don't, and I don't have a mic in you're my You're not hand. holding the mic? Like, yeah, on stage, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'll say whatever, I'll do whatever, I'll act stupid, I don't give a shit. But when I'm actually, the thing of it is, is, like, with Skype, 
or even FaceTime and stuff, when you look at your screen and you see yourself, that's what makes me feel super awkward. Ah, yeah. Oh, okay, like it's, yeah, it's yeah. not even the, the so much the videoing itself, but it's when I look up and I see my face, and I'm like, ugh, what the fuck? <laughs> I did it when, <laughs> when we first started recording. I couldn't stand to hear my voice. I hated it. I still have that problem as far as not so much the show, but like with recording yeah, with you, recording music and stuff. Like I hate that. I'm at I the I'm at the point now where I was like, "Fuck it!" I sound how I sound. I'm used to listening. I'm just so used to listening to me talk on these uh, because of how much I, I go back and listen to them to try yeah. to improve them. I'm like, "Fuck!" I don't, it doesn't bother me anymore. My the first maybe. 20, 25 episodes, I'd cringe just listening to myself. God, do I really sound like that? Fuck me. Yeah, doing doing the podcast stuff, I'm not uncomfortable with because I, I was I'd already been podcasting for a while before we started the show anyway. So like right. that part of it, I was used to. And you would think I would be used to it in a recording studio by now, since I've been recording music for six or seven years, but. I don't when I, that's why I have to, I have to work with an engineer slash producer in a studio that I absolutely trust because if you ask me my opinion of a take, I'm going to look at you and go, I don't know. what you think? You think it sounds <laughs> like shit? <laughs> sounds good to you. Okay, cool. Sounds Let's good to me. Then. I found the hardest thing when I first listened to the first couple episodes that I did, um, it was more like my, uh, things I would say. I go back and listen like, I actually say like, dear God, I'm an idiot. Why would I? Why? Why would I say that crap? That's the way I felt. I haven't actually listened back to it yet, but that's the way I felt after Thursday's show. Like you fucking idiot. How many names can you fuck up today? I blame work. I absolutely blame work this week. Work has been an absolute bitch. Fucking. You're done now, for a couple days at least, or I'm done for tomorrow. <laughs> One day off. Back to work on Monday. Yes, sir. But I get I get uh, the three day that's I get a three day weekend this weekend, so that's one of the right, cool things. Memorial Day, right? Yeah, and it was this yeah, was yeah. my weekend my weekend to work, so now I get next weekend off unless they try okay. to pull some fucking shasty ass bullshit on me. In which case somebody may die. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind the clanging noises, I'm just sitting on the floor in my basement. Trying to uh, put together this entertainment center while we do this. That's all right. I'm not clicking a pen. So that, really I was going to say, it's I'm not really a pen. It's a man Taylor moment, and all of a sudden we're sitting here, Jeff, say, ah, fuck. Motherfucker. I'm not going to try to actually put the TV on the mount while I'm doing this, because <laughs> okay. that, that will end badly. Horrible. I'm trying to yeah. put together the mount itself. I could see him trying to return that TV with it smashed in bits and saying, it came out of the box this way. I don't know what's, what's going it's, on. It's, it's fucking Walmart. They don't have it. They ask no questions. Oh, yeah. Walmart, policy. Jesus, no. They, they just said, oh, it must have been fucky. I don't know. Here, here's a new one, dude. Yep, there you go. When we got our TV. Here, we just have a, a little Saturn Ion. Okay. We got a vintage TV, and you know we have Carla in the back seat, so we couldn't get in the back seat, so I had to be in the trunk. And so, that, so the guy's bringing it. He goes, "Yeah, in the trunk." I said, "Yeah." Close down. Uh, well, don't go over bumps. Don't go too fast. Avoid potholes. Blah blah blah. Because if any damage happens, you might be in some trouble. I'm like, you loaded it in there. I didn't hear anything that you just said right now. So if anything happens to it. I'm bringing it back, and I'm blaming you guys for putting it in the trunk in the first place. 
<laughs> That's right, motherfuckers. <laughs> Goddamn right. Oh. It's What's almost time. You guys? How's, how's your Saturdays? Oh, oh, fucking beautiful over here. Not here. It's, it's fucking nasty and cold as, here. Yeah, I was going to say, it's rainy as fuck. The well, I was, it's like, in my world, it's like Friday, finally. Right, you're, yeah. you got you got to work tomorrow, Ryan, and then you're done. No, I, no, I am uh, finished work today at one thirty, and I am off until uh, Tuesday now. Yes. Family, so yeah. that's what's up. Your now, mom, uh, your mom's coming down. You said or something? Uh, yeah, my mom and dad are uh, they're uh, on their way right now uh, from Windsor. They'll probably be here in a couple hours, and then. Uh, we'll have a nice old day with uh, with them and Carla tomorrow, and then we're having a little party Monday for just the just the four of us. Hell yeah, man! Excellent. That's Excellent. awesome. So, yeah. how old is how old is your daughter now? Is how old is she going to be? She's going to be. She'll be three on Monday. Three. So, yeah. so daughter's three. Son is about what? Three months? Four months? Three months. Uh, three months on Friday. All right. So. Holy shit. Three yeah. months already? Yeah, brother, I know it. Damn, Damn it, dude. I was, the other day I was looking at him, he's sitting in the bassinet, and he's kicking around, he's looking, smiling, laughing, doing his thing. I'm like, you're too big for the bassinet right now. I could have swore Carl was six months and could have still spent a couple more months in it. Like, this kid's going to be a beast, I'm afraid. He's like five years old me. Yeah, man, you're going to be you're gonna be working a lot of overtime just to feed him. No doubt. Oh, Jesus. I, 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 I was I, I never thought of it. We were bringing him home from the hospital, and uh, we're talking uh, the, the family that care uh, cares for the kids for the the dad was uh, driving us home, and uh, he was talking about hey they have three sons. And he was like yeah I'm not excited for when they get, go through puberty because they're gonna eat. I said right when he said that I was like oh fuck man I used to eat like four lunches when I got home from school, let alone the lunch at them like. How am I going to fucking beat this kid? <laughs> Bro, I, I watch it with my nephew, man, because he's, he's 15, and he's already, like, 6'2". He, he was, like, 210, 220 pounds for football. He lost a little bit of weight during basketball and shit, but he's still, he's a fucking monster, and he eats like he's got a hollow fucking leg. Right, yeah, yeah. And he's like a bottomless goddamn pit. Uh, the amount of food that I used to be able to put away, and I was thinking back to it, and I was like probably like 145. It makes no sense, but yep, there it was. Yeah, you're going to be in trouble, dude. You're going to be in trouble. Oh, yeah. It's a good sure. thing you enjoy cooking because you're going to have a lot of it. Right. Yeah, spending money on kids. <laughs> no better place to spend it than the kids. No better place <laughs> right. to spend it. Right. I'll, I just spoil them here and there, but like. Oh, God, just thinking about it. I mean, it's like, it's like 12, 13 years away, and I'm already getting into like, the panic mode of what the checkbook's going to look like. Yeah, man, you're already having anxiety yeah. about it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to get worse. <laughs> you know, I watched, uh, I, I was going through some some pictures uh, this week, and uh, I showed you guys some of the pictures of, of of me, geez, when I was just a baby face, and... But I showed you the pictures of Gary Rose, uh, yep, uh, friend of the show, uh, great guy. You know, we uh, 
very good at jujitsu, and he teaches it around here, and uh, teaches kids and everything. He's just a, an all-around great guy. But he's got he comes from a big family, and by big family, I don't mean thirteen people. I mean five boys, and not just five boys. I mean, you know, if he was twelve, his other brother was eleven, then the other one was nine, then the other one was six, and the other one was four. I mean, they were like real close. So okay. when I lived with that family and it was it was like lunch and dinner time and you see these five boys all come in from after playing football because they all played for Reese Puffer football, come in and devour like two full hams every night. <laughs> An entire turkey every I mean these boys would throw down. And they That's... weren't even teenagers yet. That's funny. Well... You know. I couldn't believe how much food they packed away with five fucking boys. And I can only imagine that your little monsters are going to do the same damn thing to you. Oh, yeah. Well, I wouldn't doubt it. I think back to just me and my brother and how much we would put away on a weekly basis. And that, like, just dividing it in half just still doesn't seem like it's going to be fun. Oh, well. <laughs> it's, it's not going I, to What are you going to do? All I can hope, is, all, I, all I can do is just push them and push them and push them and hopefully, like, Freedom 35, boys. Yeah, what are you going to do? Get your ass across the border and send them to an American high school. Maybe you'll have a better shot of getting them a football scholarship. Yeah, and then when he makes it big, he can forget all about fucking the town that he came from that made him fucking popular and made him <laughs> made him important and gave him all of his skills. Kind of funny, like, you know, Jeff mentioned Jeff mentioned football and you forget you say yeah, forgetting where he's from. It kind of goes hand in hand. I didn't say like I told Kelly like, oh yeah, maybe he'll be a fighter and he can do uh, <laughs> football. I mean, no, just like making him some money. She goes, I don't want him hurting his head at a young age. I was like, well. Looks like we're going to be working until we're 70. Yeah. <laughs> but he's not going to be playing you, hockey or nothing else. So. Did you not explain to your wife about Freedom 35? Then? <laughs> <laughs> Kara, this is I part tried. of the plan. <laughs> the whole point of having kids is so that they can help you retire young. Yes. Right. Their bodies get hurt. Oh, wow. Right. It happens. It's life. Yeah. 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 We always have a backup plan, but I mean, that's... That's Freedom 35, man. Speaking of these of kids, I want to talk about something that we've kind of been in disgust about, and that was like that kid in the UFC or the, the MMA fight. Oh, uh, Momo. 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 Now, Ryan, didn't you yes, send us no. something earlier that Momo won her MMA fight? Yeah, I uh, I got home from work today and I had gone on Facebook and I saw that uh, Eric Holker and yeah, uh, I saw that too. He he put it up. He goes. Something like, uh, oh, yeah, we can stop talking about this right now, or something like that. And it was the headline said, Momo wins her debut by literally choking out her 24 year old opponent. A 12 year old girl choked out a 24 year old adult woman. In Japan, I'm doubting that it was kosher. Yeah. Still tough. Oops, sorry about that. If I could have thrown money on it, I probably would have bet on the 12-year-old. I would have. I would have absolutely put my money on the 12-year-old. Oh, yeah. There was no way they were going to have an adult beat the fucking piss out of a kid on TV. 
or no. whatever. No way. Uh-uh. There was a 100% chance that that kid that was going to win, you know. The, yeah. That was – any chance this wasn't fixed? Um, I don't I don't know. I don't feel like it was a fix. You don't think it was a fixed fight? Mm, I mean, it's Japan, so there's always the – but I don't know. The way – the way that I was reading about like her coaches and her skill sets and stuff. I mean, the girl, the girl she fought was what, 0 and 2. And that's the only reason why she was fighting a child. So I yeah. mean, it's not, it's not out of the realm of possibilities to, to think that a 12 year old has the skill set to possibly beat a really shitty adult. But yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I try to, I try to not, look at the fixed stuff so much. I try to stay like a positive, you know, I don't surprise me being positive about anything, but, um, I try, yeah, I try to not throw the fix around as much because I, I desperately cling on to that. MMA is going to stay pure and not turn into pro wrestling. And we're not going to see this fixed fight bullshit constantly coming down. But I mean, let's face it. It, it probably was fixed. Well, they said that like pride, like, Something like they said, like sixty-five, like people estimate that sixty-five percent of the fights were were fixed. Oh yeah, Pride was. Oh my god, yeah. So so, I mean, like, it wouldn't like doesn't surprise me that if uh, a fight in Japan that involves a twelve-year-old fighting an adult would be kind of iffy. Like, and you're gonna try and tell me that someone who's probably studying martial arts for Say, fifteen years. It's longer than someone that's been studying martial arts for four years. That the one that has that less experience is that much better. They're able to take the back and choke them out so easily. Like you, she could, she should have been able to stand up. Really, I don't know, man. I think it's completely. I think of. It's hard for me to think of any any twelve year old that even if they're trained. That I couldn't just grab her on the throat and snap their fucking neck. It's hard for me to think like, about that. You know the, what old, I mean? uh, the old TV shows, you just put your arms straight out in front of you and their foreheads <laughs> in your palm, and they're just like swinging they're, away. And, and they're just flailing, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's how I kind of thought the fight was going to go. Um, I just, in this instance, I, I got to believe that they went into it with a firm belief that this was just going to be a, a showcase of uh, some kind of shit show where we're gonna we're gonna get all eyes on us because a twelve year old's fighting an adult, but they're gonna they go over to the adult and say, "Look, man, here's here's twenty five hundred bucks. Don't kill the kid. Take a dive. Thank you very much." Well, I think, yeah. Was, was it you, Dave, that said uh, when I mentioned it? It was uh, something like was. Uh, what a great legacy to have. Yeah. Losing to a twelve-year-old or something like that. Like it's so true. Like you do not want to legitimately lose to a twelve-year-old. Like you want it to be like <laughs> you want to make sure you're getting a good chunk of change thrown your way. I was about having that on your fucking record. Good lord, dude. Even, oh man. Even then, I don't know if I want if I want that. Even getting a big chunk of change if I want that on that I lost to a freaking twelve-year-old. Let's say for some whatever reason this this woman that she fought was 0 two 
And for whatever reason, she goes on to, now she goes on a big win streak, makes it to the UFC. She's about to fight, well, I don't know, let's just say Holly Holm for whatever reason. And they go down the list. <clears throat> I know it's an, I know it was a amateur, but just go with me here because this is fun and it's funny. Mm-hmm. She's they go down the list and they say she's she's nine and two on a nine fight win streak, and her last loss was to the phenomenal Momo. Yeah. Whoa, who, who's Momo? And their last loss was to a twelve year old. And then <clears throat> when that time comes, and she knocks out Holly Holm in the first round. In this, fifteen-year-old jumps into the octagon. Yeah, so maybe maybe she does the crotch Tokyo, chop. They're going to suck it. in six months. I want you rematch. Gives her the old <laughs> suck it chop, and maybe a fucking yeah. too too sweet sign. Who knows, man? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I'd, that girl, uh, Momo's opponent, has got to be done. Like done. <laughs> What else? What else do you have to do after you lost to a twelve-year-old? Go home. That's it. It's time to go home. With the, the grandmother that fought. Um, um, the one that fought. Grandmother uh, that fought at uh, Ryzen. Oh my she, God! Um, yeah. I, I can't think of her name now. She, uh, was, a 50, she was a fifty-year-old pro wrestler. Fuck yeah, yeah. She, she fought like Gabby. Her. She fought Gabby. She fought Gabby Garcia. Gabby Garcia, that's it. Gabby Garcia. Thank and you. she was like a last-minute replacement, so they didn't have to scrap the fight. It's a little yeah. different. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, Ryan. Oh, my God. Gabby Garcia fighting anyone. Jesus Christ. Looks like... Looks... Throw up against the grandmother. Yeah, that's... Oh. Momo or the, tw- or the girl she fought? No, the, the, the 24-year-old. Maybe this girl can get a win. Save her career. No. This, those two are sure. oddly similar because the 24-year-old against Momo looked like Gabby versus a grandma. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's what, you know, just comparing the two looks, you know, kind of similar in, in many, many, many ways, except for the outcome, of course, obviously. But... <laughs> wow, what a what a nightmare. But uh, it's, it's, I was asking Ryan, but uh, Jeff, did you watch did you watch Rory last night? I did not. I was. Uh, I saw. I saw your last message about the Liam fight. Uh, I was out last night. Was um, one of my coworkers' last. Or yesterday was one of my coworkers' last days. Oh. Okay. And it was uh, one of the coworkers I was really close with. So <clears throat> we went out for drinks last night, and I brought my drunk ass home at like ten o'clock and passed the fuck out. Oh damn. Okay. Yeah, dude. Uh, I, I probably passed out around eleven, but. Uh, I, I stayed out and drank last night, and then so I have not seen the Bellator fight. I know Rory won because of the internet. Yeah. Okay. And all that, but no, I have I have not yet seen any of the fights or even um, even any highlights. It's just what I read online about what happened. So, I mean, you if you want to watch this, fine. If not, uh... yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll watch it, but I, I I will watch fights even after knowing the results. We all know that. It was a yeah. yeah. The Rory fight was rather quick. I mean, yeah, he tapped Paul rather first quick. Round, didn't he? But yeah, it was the first round. But what I caught from it was, man, he as soon as he sunk in that RNC, it was a, an immediate tap. I mean, didn't Daly didn't wait on nothing. It was like he he knew it was in and said, "Fuck it, I'm out." Kind of like just uh, just one there. When GSP tapped with one second left on the on the round uh, in the first round, 
it was like um at least you didn't take a sucker punch after the fact at Rory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough, yeah. That's a step up for Paul. Rory looked great ex- until he got on the mic, man. That kid has got to get some mic skills. He he was terrible on the mic in the UFC, too. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He's never been good. Like, mm-hmm. No, he's a terrible talker. Like, he is god-awful. It's a Canadian yeah. thing. We're, we're just, we don't like to talk trash. He's trying, but Jesus, he's no good. Uh, but Liam, poor Liam, man, he's... <sighs> Did Liam lose? He got his ass handed to him. You gotta be fucking really? kidding me. Yes, he got his ass handed Seriously? to him. Did he get finished, or...? Yeah, yeah, he got finished. Damn, dude, well, I expected him to totally rebound off of this. He got guy. finished in the third, but he got his fucking... He was. Shit. He got his ass handed <laughs> to him in the first two rounds. He was taken down at will. And he, really? yeah, and he could not get up, and he was beaten up, and he didn't do shit. He didn't do nothing, nothing. Wow. And I'm not sitting over what there. I expected. And all. I'm sitting over there with Everett. Sure. And I'm sitting over with Everett. Everett doesn't know anything about Bellator, and I really don't either, to be honest. I don't know nothing about. What I've heard, he's not yeah. anything. So I'm sitting over there. Boom. <laughs> 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 So I'm like, fuck, man. I'm like, I'm trying to explain to him how good Liam McGeary is. You know, I'm trying to tell him, you know, he's tall. You know, he's six six. He's got this. He's just a big dude. He's got this amazing reach, and he's got this what they call hail mary jujitsu. He can fucking pull a submission out of nowhere, and he's finished twelve of his thirteen fights, whatever it was, and all of a sudden, this his opponent. I forget his name. I forget his name. Vin. I don't even remember who he fought either. Oh God, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Just charges yeah, in, so takes him down, takes him down at will, beats him up, does absolutely nothing, then chokes him out. God damn, dude. I can't believe that. Yeah. Liam didn't do squat. Didn't do anything mm. in that fight. How about, uh, what about, uh, how about um, baby slice, though, eh? Yeah, baby yeah, slice he looked, up the win. He looked great. Yeah. Looked really, really good. Um, the Czech Congo fight was a snooze. Oh my God! Uh, oh, Liam McGarry faced Linton Vassell. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And oh, lost. Okay. He lost by arm triangle because he just he just got mauled, man. Wow. Just got completely mauled. But it wasn't a great. It wasn't a great night, really. I mean. Well, no. Nah, once that MVP fight got pulled from the card, I knew the card was going to take a bit of a hit. And speaking of. MVP and Daly, and Daly got into it. Did they really? Yeah, after uh, the main event, they got into a shoving match or a, a, maybe even a punch or two was thrown. They had to be pulled apart, and it was it was crazy. I got the fan cam footage uh, posted on our page if you want to check it out. I posted it up there just a little bit ago. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to fucking check that out. Not great footage because, that's, that's you know. That's so weird. Sorry, go on. Uh, There's not great footage. Because it wasn't recorded by Spike, it was recorded with a cell phone from a dude. But okay. you can see uh, they're trying to get Daly and MVP away from each other and pull them apart after they were, you know, they were trying to knock each other's heads in. You guys think we're gonna see that MVP Daly fight ever? Um, I do. I don't they know. If talking, they keep on talking and talking and talking, and it just never happens. Well, MVP wanted it to happen for this card that he was he was pulling for it hard, and then 
right Daly, yeah daily pulled for the rory car or rory fight so <clears throat> i just just watched or i'm watching this video now why is Paige in his sunglasses in the goddamn arena <laughs> what an asshole because he wears his sunglasses at night yeah it's funny that he was doing the Ronda Rousey and then got his own ass hurt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah <it's> so true, <laughs> Karma is a motherfucker. Well, that's what happens when you practice like that. True. Very true. <laughs> so what else is on the agenda this weekend, boys? What do you guys up? There's no fights this weekend, not until next Sunday. Uh, for the for the UFC anyway. Invicta tonight. Actually, I'm going out for my buddy's birthday, but otherwise, I'd be watching Invicta tonight. Oh, who we got? Who's uh, who we celebrating tonight? Uh, my buddy, buddy Dave Harris, uh, good friend of mine. Gotcha. For his 35th birthday, I think it is. Gotcha. I'm supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, so uh, I am. Go down Ruli. Oh, okay. Maybe get a Rebel Pie. Oh, I'm definitely getting at least a slice. There uh, will probably be a pre-drinking slice of pizza. And more than likely a post-drinking slice of pizza before I probably <laughs> walk my ass home. <laughs> that's why I live in the area where I live because I'm walk home or wobble home. Uh, yes, walk ish. Okay. Last time I drank and played it unruly, my drummer and I, quote unquote, walked home. I kind of stumbled. I, I, I wobbled a little. He stumbled. He was like <laughs> fucking weaving and wobbling back and forth, and it's like a good mile ish plus walk from downtown Muskegon to where I live. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not a bad walk. It's, it's it's actually a really nice, pleasant walk, but it's still a good mile of fucking stumbling my ass home. But right, it's better, right. better than a DUI. Agreed. Yeah. Much better than a DUI. So it's a big birthday weekend then for the average Joe. Is everyone celebrating a birthday for someone? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm supposed to head over to um, Everett's brother Dave. His he got a new house last week, uh, brand new house in uh, I think he I think it's Holland, is where he got the, got his house, Holland, Michigan, which is uh, about twenty no, it's about thirty miles south of where I am. Um, and I'm supposed to head over there and check out the house and. Uh, right after, right after we're done here, I'm gonna gonna head over there and, and see what see what they're doing and uh, get a get a, a tour of the the new pad and uh, awesome. Bring him his his housewarming his housewarming gift. <laughs> I got him this great uh, this great knife set, uh, sharpener, steak knives, and uh, a chef's knife and a bread knife and scissors and you know the whole nine. So nice. Yeah, I think you'll enjoy that. And in the meantime, I'm trying to get banned uh, or blocked by Tyron Woodley, and it's not it's not working. Just give it a little, keep it up. You got it, you know it, it takes time. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say what I you gotta do. Well, when you guys make it up to Kitchener and we get the pinata, and you can post the video of you putting the bullet between his eyes. Oh yeah, baby. Yeah. It to him, and then he's there. Either he'll either call the cops on you, or, or he'll block you. Fuck it. Either. either way, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'll take both. Uh, don't yeah. worry. He's, gotta... He'll be over the news soon enough when GSP <laughs> takes the belt back. Yeah. You just, GSP is not taking the belt back from Woodley. <laughs> You're fucking high. 
GSP don't want to fight Woodley. That's why he was going up to 185, because he thought Bisbing was going to be an easier fight. It probably was. Maybe. I mean, yeah. Uh, for for yeah, GSP. Woodley, you take him down, he gets tired easily. It's over. Who, Woodley? Woodley gets Woodley get gassed by the end of the first round with a GSP style fight. If GSP How... can get him down, it's over. How in the fuck do you legitimately think he's going to take him down? That's what I'm saying. I'm saying if. If he gets him down, it's over. Just how will he just get tired out? In the well, blink. sure. If if my dick touched my knee, I'd be a porn star. And you'd be happy. Well, I wouldn't be happy. Somebody else might be. <laughs> Somebody else might cry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, I don't know, man. I even think if GSP gets him down. Dude, Woodley's got good jujitsu. Like, what is a legitimate I, brown belt? I still don't think that GSP is ever coming back. I still will. I will not believe it until the, they put the uh, they close the door on the cage. I still yeah. believe. I still believe Dana still White when he well. says uh, when Dana says I don't think he wants to come back. What Dana said, he doesn't no. think GSP really wants to. I don't think he really wants to either. I, I the only reason why I think GSP is keeping his name in the news for the for the fights like this. Because he wants to keep his name relevant for when the Reebok deal ends and the and UFC realizes that the Reebok deal is stupid. Because GSP will not be walking out in Reebok. No. And that's well, like, have to, no reason. Doesn't he have to wear some Reebok, but he still gets to wear his Under Armour as well? I think the, uh, depending on how the sponsorship works, uh, because like you know Connor and and McD- and Roy McDonald and Ronda Rousey and all those uh, those fighters have certain sponsors but well connor connor and ronda all were signed exclusively to reebok as reebok because connor had it he was with death throne up until the reebok deal happened he had his own he had his own line of stuff like what you wear out to the octagon has to be reebok right that's what i'm saying and so and gsp what wants for under armor so he won't fight right i I don't see him fighting until he didn't have under armor I don't know. Robbie Lawler is sponsored by Adidas and can wear Adidas outside of everything in the outside of going to the cage. But when he comes to the cage, he has to wear Reebok. And that, well, that's it though, and that's where the most eyes are though. He right. was in. You know what he was in last night, uh, Rory. Uh, last night, Rory was all Everlast. Huh. Oh, really? Yeah, Everlast. Okay. With uh, and his only other sponsor was Monster. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. Yep. I figured. Everlast. I figured for sure it would be Under Armour and Nas. I, I did too. That's why I was watching. I was watching so close, and um, uh, I was looking at his gear, and, I, and I, I thought it had the Everlast symbol, but I couldn't. I couldn't really tell. And then when he dropped his that banner, you know, the the corner banner, um, yep. right, big letters Everlast, and on the other side, Monster. And that was his only two big. There was a couple smaller sponsors I couldn't tell. Really small ones. But he was his main focus was those two brands. Interesting. I know I was I was taken aback by it. It was crazy. Very, very That's interesting. I watched a lot of uh, like uh, past UFC pay per views, and I didn't realize how much I actually missed when they used to drop the banner. And the, like watching it now, when they're just standing just the cage in the like the corner, it does seem a little off. Not like, the sponsorships or whatever. I don't care who like get paid by. Adidas or Paw Patrol, whatever. I don't care mm-hmm. who's giving you money. Paw Patrol. <laughs> 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 nice. I'm just saying, 
You, you gotta understand what's around my house right now. I was just gonna say, we can tell which like, one of us has a toddler. Yeah, but, uh, like, I don't care who pays you, but, like, I don't know, seeing that banner fall, there was something about that that actually kind of, like, made the fighter, like, it kind of showed where that fighter was. Not seeing that banner drop anymore, it really does take away from the UFC pay-per-views, I find. Yeah, or my favorite fights in I general. I totally missed the banner. Totally missed the banner days. Absolutely missed them. It was iconic. It was a. It was a moment. It was watching it unroll. Was was something special. Yeah. It was. It was incredible. Yeah, it's. I thought that was one of the worst casualties, of the uh, the Reebok deal was. The banner. It'd be nice if they still ran the banner with just. I mean, some kind of graphic in their name or something. I mean, do something. something. Uh, just don't kill it all entirely. Have some more. Let them allow them to have some sort of personality in there, and that's part of it. Mm-hmm. They don't have to be think, robots. You make them walk out there, <coughs> and like in the hockey or basketball, like everyone has to wear this company's uniform. Fine, but at least you no sponsor on it. Fine, but have a banner that shows that this guy's at least sponsored by. Nas, by Zions, by Adidas, by, or, or, or you know, whatever, like whoever they are with, at least let them have something outside. If they're not wearing it is one thing, but they can still collect money and have a banner for that 15 seconds of, of the introduction. So, so, all right, boys, let's, uh, I got to head out here soon, and uh, we've been on for 45. I want to finish this up with a game. You guys want to play a game? Yeah. All right, so I've seen this posted on the Loaded Joe's community page, and I've seen it posted around. It's called Favorite Player of All Time. Okay, and, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, I haven't seen that going around yet. And it's listed several sports, um, so it's going you know, to take us a few minutes to get through this. So the several sports <laughs> on here, if you don't have one, in the, like if we don't, you don't watch NASCAR or whatever, just pass, whatever. But um, it just works like this. Name your favorite player for... We'll start with Jeff. NFL. Favorite player of uh, all time. Oh, shit. Um, Mike Allstott. Mike Allstott. Wow, dude. I mean, That's I, okay. a great one. Wow. Damn, Barry, dude. Dude, Barry's there, right? But every Lions fan just automatically throws Barry out there. I was a huge fan of that early 2000s Tampa Bay team. Yeah, Even man. before they won the Super yeah. Bowl. Loved me some Tony Dungy. I love that defense, Warren Sapp, all that. But Mike Allstott, I just loved his versatility. He was a fucking fullback. I was saying he's a big you, white boy fullback, put, right? But you put him in the backfield by himself and give him the rock, who the fuck's going to stop him? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Loved, loved me some Mike Allstott. Ryan. Uh, Ray Lewis. Same Ryan here, baby. Absolutely. you did not say Brett Favre. <laughs> no, I, I – uh, one of the uh, one of my favorite games was that Super uh, the first Super Bowl that he won back in two thousand. After coming out, whatever like all that, I remember like you know you're it was like after the murder the, trial. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're hearing all like the murder and all this stuff, and I like you know I'm just kind of like really falling football hardcore at that point, and like oh this guy's a joke, he's a murderer, blah blah. I watched that game, it's like Jesus, this guy's a beast, and for like the next. 13, 14 years, I just followed his career, and, like, he never took a day off. Nope. And when you hear about his story, and I, I read that about it a couple of times, like, it's it's insane, the fact that, like, hey, he made it where he made it and how far he got from that. 
Ray was a monster, and, I, and I'm I'm with you, man. Ray was guys. I I still have a. It doesn't fit me no more because I've put on a few pounds, but I still have a, a Ray Lewis jersey and a, a Baltimore Ravens jacket in the in my back room. But um, for me, um, just because of when I grew up and the the guy from when I grew up that uh, was just the man was Bo Jackson. Yeah, Bo. Yeah. Bo was was so good. God, he was so good. And when I was in sixth grade, I wrote. We had to do a report on our hero or whatever. We had to pick a guy, and I did Bo Jackson. Um, so I read his, his little uh, autobiography and and how he grew up and uh, how he used to uh, how he ran his when his first mini pee wee league football. He ran running back with no shoes because he couldn't afford shoes. Uh, so he ran barefoot, and nobody caught him. I mean, it's just an amazing story, and Bo was one of the greatest athletes that you'll ever, ever come across. So Absolutely. You know. his, uh, yep. his 30 for 30 is still my favorite, uh, one of all of them, I think, so far. Hmm. The uh, the Bonos. I haven't yeah. seen really it. Really good 30 for 30. Dude, I recommend it highly. I'm gonna, highly recommend it. I'm going to have to watch that. I'm going to write that down. Okay, Ryan, NBA player. Oh. Oh. Go ahead, Jeff, and come back to this. I might have to think for a second. Okay. Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal. Without a doubt, Shaq is... Shaq was the man, baby. He's the only reason I, like, really gave a shit about the NBA. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. Like, I, I followed Shaq from Orlando to L.A., mm-hmm. Miami to Phoenix mm-hmm. to Cleveland to Boston. Like, yeah, man, didn't matter to me, man. I I love Shaq. Oh man, he defined that '90s era. The '90s he era was the was, big man of the '90s. The '90s were built around the big men. You know, early it was. You know the the Patrick Ewings and the Akeem Olajuwons, then Dikembe Mutombo's and the Shaqs. You know, there was it was. The center, David Robinson, I mean, we could keep going on and on, uh, Alonzo Warning. Uh, there were so many big men that it was defined around, and Shaq was the biggest of them all, baby. He was the diesel. Yep. He was the man. Super Shaq, man. And that, yeah. that Orlando, those Orlando teams were phenomenal. I loved That's... Anthony Hardaway, that yep. Penny Hardaway. Penny, and then Nick Anderson, Scotty Skiles. They picked up Horace Grant. Yep. From the Bulls when they picked up Horace, right, man, they had right. oh man, they were amazing. Amazing. Yep. I'll give I'll give Ryan a chance to think about it a second. I'll give my my boy is John Stockton, the point guard, nice. Utah Jazz, my favorite player of all time. I absolutely love the work he did. The dude Good is pick. the he is never no one's gonna touch him in, in in assists in my lifetime ever. I mean, he's got just so many records, steals, assists, and this and that and the other thing. But just watching him play and seeing him play with Malone and watching these two incredible players come come up uh, on the Jazz and play for like 14 seasons together, you don't get that anymore. You don't get, you know, when, that, when a duo is so good like that, um, one of the two always looks for more money somewhere else. These two stayed together for right. you know, they could have went off and gotten more money somewhere else easily, but they stayed together for 14 seasons and done their thing. And even though they didn't win a title, they still stuck by each other. And I just yeah. love, love, love John Stockton. He's my favorite player of all Jordan, time. They would have, they probably would have won one. 
Yeah. They would have gotten at least. Oh, one. absolutely. Absolutely. And then, and then Carl went freaking ring hunting at the end of his career. <clears throat> mm-hmm. When he went yeah. to LA. When him and Gary Payton ended up yep. in LA. After Stockton, he, you know, after Stockton retired, then Malone's like, fuck, yep. I got to go do something. So. Yeah, and then they get beat by the Pistons. <laughs> but I loved Stockton. You know, and uh, and he was a great three point shooter. And he's a great point guard. He was a commander. He was a chief. He was the he was just an amazing, amazing player. And um, I have his rookie card around here somewhere. His tops rookie card. Nice. Oh wow, yeah. nice. Yep, yep. Very cool. Go ahead, Ryan. All right. So, all time favorite player for me, it is Magic Johnson, but I missed out on watching him play. I've like I've followed his career backtracking it and watching it on film. Mm-hmm. A guy though, uh, if I had to, if I have to be a, pick the guy that I actually watch and love, it's uh, I wrote Allen Iverson. AI was Practice. fucking he, awesome because he was that he was that tiny guy that you know, uh, like if you understand like in the nineties when it became the big man's league, mm-hmm. he was that tiny guy that all of a sudden showed what the little guy could do. AI, and I'll never forget. Uh, Waking up in the morning and putting on the uh, uh, Sports Center and watching him do the crossover on Michael Jordan. <laughs> I was gonna test. I mean, it might have been an old Michael Jordan with all due respect. I don't care. But still, I don't like, care. Really honored, like I remember watching, him like, oh shit, like this is what the future of basketball is gonna be. That crossover that AI had, brother, was fucking disgusting. It was killer, filthy. Killer crossover. Yeah, man. man. Yeah. It was like. Tim Hardaway with that two-step and AI with that crossover. You just didn't. Once they threw it out there, your ankles were broken. You were done. You weren't catching them. You weren't catching yeah, them. And AI and was awesome. And, the, and, the, and you think what the, the the best part about Allen Iverson was he led his team to the only victory over the Lakers uh, in that one postseason when they went was uh, four four uh, four 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 one four. They had they swept the, the first three rounds before losing to AI in Game One, mm-hmm. in their in their one championship season, which is just insane to think about. That he carried his team for like fifty points and just like dropped layers, the do a jump shot over Tyrone Lue and then stepped over him. Like good God, like well, something else. Uh, Detroit was lucky enough to have him. You know, towards the twilight of his career, but he was still amazing when he came to Detroit. He was still an incredible player. Yeah, he he was just unfortunate. I had like a solid, solid, solid team when he was in his group prime. Yeah, absolutely not. Great, great pick. Let's go uh, Major League Baseball, and I guess it's my turn up um, for Major League Baseball. For me, I'm not a big baseball fan, but um, when I watched as a kid, the '80s, early '90s, it was all Cal Ripken Jr. Loved Cal Ripken Jr. He's the, he's the Iron Man of baseball, third baseman, Baltimore Orioles for his entire career. Never missed a game. Some I don't know how many thousand games in a row, hundreds or hundred games in a row that he played. Who knows? But the guy never missed a game. Never didn't take a, a day off because of uh, a stubbed toe or a little boo boo on his hand. He played through the shit. Right. You know, he's he's the toughest, the the most reliable, uh, always professional, all star from front to back. I mean, he was. Uh, Hall of Famer and an, an instant legend. I loved Cal Ripken Jr. Dude, I fucking loved the guy. Um, not so I'm not a big Major League Baseball fan, but to pick one guy that stood out for me was Cal Ripken Jr. 
Yeah, one of my favorite games to play is uh, actually, where were you when Tavrukin uh, broke the record? Ah, okay. Because I'll never forget at a bowling alley with my soccer team eating pizza when the number changed. <laughs> Smoking, you remember? No, uh, <laughs> no my favorite player, uh, David Ortiz. Um, sure, I grew up sure. a big Montreal Expos fan. Um, when they left to Washington, my dad, who was a grew up a Red Sox fan, I just thought, oh, you know what, I'll become a Red Sox fan because my dad's a Red Sox fan. And that was the 2004 season when David Ortiz went on a tear against the Yankees, and then the Red Sox won their first World Series in 86 years. And and from that moment on, I just followed his career, and that was it. What you got for us, Jeff? That's man, that's hard. I don't I don't know, man. I've been trying to think of it the whole time you guys are talking because I didn't really watch a lot of baseball growing up. But uh, uh, I'll just say Alan Trammell. I was gonna say you should say there you Trammell. go. Yeah, man. It's either it was between Trammell and Whitaker, but like Sweet I, Lou. I, le- I legitimately grew up. Yeah, yeah. I I legitimately grew up, or even Kirk Gibson. You could throw him in there too. Mm-hmm. But like, I I just grew up not liking baseball much. As yeah, a kid. I agree. Mostly because the Tigers sucked so terribly. Right. Yeah, 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 they were um, they were World Series caliber in my day. Sucked by the time yeah, you yeah. by the time you got to them. Yeah, I was born in '83, so I mean, I was I was about to turn one when they won the fucking yeah. when the Bless You Boys won it. Oh, was I seven? So yeah, or whatever it was, or was the Bless You Boys the '60s? I don't even remember. That's how much not of a baseball yeah. fan I am. <laughs> I knew there was going to be some of these where like, fuck, man, like when we get to golf and stuff, it's like I don't fucking know. Yeah. Um, but Alan Trammell was fucking awesome for the for the Tigers. He was a mainstay. Yeah. He was a, a a legend in Detroit. Oh, definitely, he was Mister Tiger. All right. He's a terrible manager. God awful. Manager. Oh, I didn't know anything about his managing skills. He he was the manager. He was the manager that we had when we tied the record for most losses, and then the next <laughs> they fired him, and then the next season Jim Leland came in, and they went to the fucking World Series. That's the next right. Yeah. That's right. Yep, yep, yep. I remember that. Couple of trades we picked up. Miggy got a couple other guys. You know, JV caught fire and Zuma, uh, Zamaya and all them. But yeah. Within one year, they went from the worst to uh, best band. Or best, you know. It's terrible. All right, so let's go with uh, NHL, hockey player. Oh, without a doubt, the captain, Stevie Eiserman. Stevie Eiserman, yeah. Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm gonna double down on that and take uh, his, I knew we were his gonna boy, Sergey. <laughs> Fet- no, I'm gonna take Fedorov. Oh. I'm gonna take his boy Fedorov. I know All it's right. I know Stevie Y, brother. You know what? It's impossible to not pick him, but just just because I loved Fedorov so much um, when he came in as a rookie, and I was so blown away at his speed and his skill. Stevie Y, I mean Jesus, I should double down and take him, but I'm gonna take his boy Fedorov. I was yeah, just, I was a, fucking was huge. Phenom. I was Fedorov huge. was fun to watch. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. That Russian five line, baby. Oh, that was incredible. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah, it's Stevie Eiserman all, uh, all day, every day for me. Yeah, brother. Every every moment of my, uh, from uh, his overtime goal against uh, the Blues, first time I saw him with the cup, putting the cup on Konstantinov in the wheelchair. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. All, all, all those moments like, just like define my uh, my childhood and hockey kind of thing, you know? Like, Mine those, too, brother. 
Mine too. Oh. I'm give that, a, that was a device, man. Yeah. Give a little uh, special shout out to the late Bob Probert as well, because you know. Absolutely. Probert Mikey was Vernon. the man. Mikey Vernon was, was, was up there for my Bob Probert stories. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. Uh, him and Joey Koser used to come to the restaurant that I ran. Koser uh, and Probert. When, when they were writing their uh, their book together. Okay. And so I got to sit down with them and talk to them all the time. Which wow. Was awesome. That's like, I'm hearing man. these stories. Like, there were, there were stories that were in the book, but I got to hear them before they were in the book. And I'm just like, this is so insane. Wow. And uh, a week before Bob Probert died, he came into the restaurant. He came into the kitchen. He goes, and he, just, he pulled me aside. It was Ray Ryan. Make me something. Anything you want. Like, Jesus Christ, fucking Bob Probert just came into the kitchen and just pulled me. Like, like okay. I'm like, going off the menu and trying to throw something together. So Anthony would want. That was fucking awesome, bro. Wow, that's that crazy. That's so cool, dude. That's 50. so cool. He's at 50, and this walks and then walks up. I'm like, oh my god, I can't wait to see him again. I went on vacation, and while I was on vacation, uh, pick up the paper in Montreal. Bob Probert dead. I was like, just, just stopped. I'm like, what the, what, what? They, no, like, like I remember like a week ago, I just had this amazing moment in my culinary career. And now I'm reading this. It's, it's like just that most hard, from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows. Wow, man! Oh, that sucks, man. But that is yeah. a really that's cool great. That's a great story. story. Yeah. And it's another one. It's Coaster, Coaster, and Probert. You don't want to fuck with them, man. That tag team. Fuck, forget it. They used to fight for the heavyweight title when Coaster was in uh, in New York. What a fucking duo. Mm-hmm. All right, so the next one's MMA. Your favorite MMA fighter of all time, Ryan? GSP. GSP. Yeah. No. <laughs> I, uh, no uh, I watched, like, <clears throat> I randomly picked up a UFC VHS. It was a, a UFC 9. Watched it, fell up the sport, watched it off and on here and there, blah, 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 blah. For completely forgot about it, and then it was uh, UFC 94, uh, GSP versus Penn. Everyone was talking about it. I had no idea. Said to my wife, well, uh, fiance at the time, want to go down to the bar, watch this fight. Everyone's been talking about it. She goes, okay, I'm gonna check it out. And I was just blown away. This kid from Montreal, who's champion of the world, just be another champion. I'm like, oh, this guy, oh, and he brought me back into the sport. And he's why I follow it as hard as I do today. Yeah, that was an easy pick for you. I knew the, I knew we were where you were going with that one. Yeah. Uh, it's been on black and white for me for a long time, but my favorite MMA fighter of all time is Dan the B. Severn, Michigan boy. Right. First bout of MMA in, in the UFC ever. Uh, heavyweight awesomeness, just a, a class act of a dude. Got me into the sport. Similar situation. Uh, First guy uh, that got me in when I was watching VHS, and I'll never forget it because it spawned uh, a lifelong love of the sport because of him. Thanks. I think I know where Jeff's uh, going, too. Yeah, I dropped this one the other night on the uh, mm-hmm. on the Loaded Joe show, but it, it, Fedor. Fedor, yep. the emperor. The baddest motherfucking man on the planet. That nice. one was rather easy. We knew where we were going with those. Yeah. But yeah, what about absolutely. boxing? Just, what about boxing? Who's your favorite boxer of all time? 
I really liked Evander Holyfield. Excellent pick. I mean, Tyson. Tyson's the easy pick. Like, I mean, you're alive in the late '80s and early '90s, Tyson. But I, I liked Holyfield a lot, um, especially that resurgence he had um, later in his career when he right, came back, yeah. and then Tyson bit his ear off. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's either it's either for me Holyfield or uh, marvelous Marvin Hagler. Love Hagler. That's yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, Mickey no, uh, Ward. Okay. Uh, right, I know I mentioned on Thursday the uh, was the anniversary of uh, Ward Gotti one. Uh, I used to watch a lot of boxing uh, when I was growing up. Who knows how the fights were at the time, kind of thing. Uh, but that was the one fight that I watched. I was like, just what the fuck is this? And, it, it, and he brought me into the sport, and I only got to see three of his fights live because his last three fights were the was the uh, Gotti trilogy. Uh, but I went back and I watched all of his fights and his everything about him and what he brought to the to the to the ring is what a boxer, what a warrior, what all those kind of like the, all that stereotype. He was that, and I, I, to me, I just appreciate that. Good choice, brother. Yeah, I I just I Muhammad Ali. There's no one better than than the great one, um, and. I can I, I love watching old black and white footage of him and how far it, ahead of his time he was to be that good in the 60s in the in, in the day when if he was who he was today instead of back then he still would have been he may have saved boxing in, yeah. in the terms of it could have been Bigger than MMA is today. If if we had a Muhammad Ali in 2017 instead of 1967, I love Muhammad for what he did for the sport. I love Muhammad for what he did for the sport of MMA, because so many of the fighters that come through, you see their influences are Mike Tyson and Muhammad yep. Ali. So there's. He's he's the man, and uh, he paid for that with his life. You know, Definitely. he didn't he didn't have the best of life because you know again the time that he lived in there was no concussion protocol in the sixties. There was there was oh you got a headache here fucking drink a beer get back in there kid. Yep. So Muhammad Ali just for just for all the things that he went through to make boxing and and himself great. This one should be fun. Pro wrestler. Professional wrestler. Of all time, baby. Shit. Um, I'm going to let you Ooh. guys go. I got a, I got an easy tie for mine, so I can go if you guys want. Go ahead. It, brother. <clears throat> it's a 1A, 1B. They both interchangeable times, but uh, Bret Hart and Stone Cold for me. That, that was there I grew up in. Uh, and again, like when you grow up and you have, you see all this uh, American sports teams, and you hear the names of everyone's from America, and then you have this one guy from Canada, from Calgary, the city you know it's in Canada, blah blah. blah. You, yeah, I just went to him watching and how and, the pre, and the, growing up and and going back and watching some of his matches and appreciating how well rounded he was. Um, 
right? I, I'll, I'll always love Bret Hart for that. And then Stone Cold because that Attitude Era. Like, I, I sent you guys that picture the other night. Experienced the podcast, going to the living room, and Kara bought me the uh, this Attitude Era oh, Legends yeah. Elite thing. It's Stone Cold. Yeah, man. Uh, the, three, the three styles of the heavyweight title that he won. I was just like, what the fuck is this? I say, she knows me. She knows that Stone Cold was the Attitude Era. That was the era that I, that I grew up on. Like, I remember, like, walking in, like, teacher they own great in high school would give me my test and be like, oh, Ryan, she'll study harder. And then she'd turn her head back and flip her the bird and walk off. And then she'd <laughs> fucking do a stone cold walk. I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, say, my yeah, God. A, definitely a toss-up between stone cold bread no, and okay. there changes depending on the day kind of thing. Yeah, 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 I gotcha. Um, I'm going to take the heartbreak kid as Shawn Michaels. Best guy in the ring, made an outstanding performance with absolutely everybody from The Undertaker to The Nature Boy to Bret Hart and Austin. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you were. Shawn Michaels could have a great match with you. Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels, my favorite wrestler to watch. Uh, I am <clears throat> split between Bret Hart and Rey Mysterio Jr. I love Ray. Hey, Ray. Loved Ray, dude. Like, okay. I, I watched I watched a lot more. Like, I, I loved the, the Attitude Era, and I would, like, tape trade with people in high school because I didn't have uh, – or middle school and high school because I didn't have USA. So I never mm-hmm. could watch Raw live unless I went over to my neighbor's house or something like that. But otherwise, I had friends that would tape it for me, and I would get it and watch it later. But I watched – I had TNT and TBS. So WCW was my shit during the Monday Night Wars. And okay. I loved the fucking cruiserweights, dude. Loved them. And Rey Mysterio was my favorite. <clears throat> By far my favorite performer to watch. When we when got I was watching him, uh, got to see him live a couple times too, so when you're watching the cruiserweights, I love Dean Malenko. I love I love Dean Malenko too. Uh, you know, because uh, the way that, that Dean and and Ray mixed was Ray would, would be this amazing high flyer off the top rope. Off the middle rope, off whatever he could jump off and flip and fly and, and head scissors and, and hurricanrana and Dean Malenko grounded wrestler or ground oriented, you know um, reversals on the ground, submission maneuvers, uh, just a completely opposite end of each other, but they worked so well together because yeah. of that. It was incredible right, watching yeah. those two, and it was uh, it was definitely. Before he went to WWE, yes, that I that I loved me some Ray because once they switched him over to the uh, to that six one nine finish and got rid yeah. of letting him do the Hurricane Rana, I was like, right, hey, I'm done. right, yeah, I'm done. that was it. But I, dude, when he hit that Hurricane Rana on people, I fucking would go ape shit. Uh, does anyone watch NASCAR? Because I don't. A little bit enough enough where I could tell you my favorite driver is Tony Stewart because he's an asshole. Okay, fair enough. And, he, and he used to fight yeah. people. I liked Dale Jarrett too when when he used to race. He was my brother in law's favorite when I was growing up, so I became a Dale Jarrett fan. Mark Martin was always cool too, but uh, I liked watching Tony Stewart because he punched Jeff Gordon in the face. I don't watch, but I hate enough. Jeff. I hate Jeff Gordon. But my mom and stepdad watch, my brother watches, and my mom loves Tony Stewart as well, so I'll take Tony Stewart because of my mom loves him too, so. There's no other reason, there's no better reason than because of your mom liking him. There you go. That's why I'm taking him. 
Um, she's she's met him several times. They've gone to God. They've gone to Rhode Island and Florida. I mean, they go once a year. They pack up and go to uh, one of the major and uh, NASCAR events all over the country, wherever they decide they want to go. My mom and uh, and Rick, my stepdad, and they've met Tony so many times at pictures and whatever. They she just uh, she loves his racing. She loved his his team. I guess when he got a new team, I don't know what that means. If he got racers under him. So, I just don't follow it enough. But she's got, she's a big Tony Stewart fan. So, Mom, if you happen to listen to this, I love you. You're the best. I'm picking Tony because you love Tony. Excellent. Ryan, you don't watch that stuff, do you? No, I I only ever catch highlights of races, but I I don't follow it enough to have a favorite. The last one's golf. I I really, Tiger Woods because he, he did porn stars. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll double down on that one. Actually, like, <laughs> yeah, that's all. That's all I got. Uh, I got Tiger Woods because he did a bunch of hot porn stars, dude. You know, and some Denny's waitresses. He did some not so. I mean, and, it could have been hot waitresses, House. you know. Yeah, that's what it was. Waffle House. Oh, hot Waffle House waitresses. But, okay. Still, but Waffle House waitresses. Well, he did hookers and waitresses and porn stars. You know, he, he did a lot of hot chicks, man. Sandblasted hookers. Sandblasted hookers. Sandblasted hookers. <laughs> Shout out to Ken Evans. <laughs> oh my god, I love that so much. That seriously, sandblasted hookers. I haven't awesome. gotten that far into that episode yet. <clears throat> I'm, I just started listening to it today. I had to tweet him out when I heard that too. Because, uh, I saw it. I saw it because when we listened to the episode, he's like, "Oh god," and he's like, "I don't worry." My mom, Eric's like, guy. Yeah, my mom's heard that word before. Don't worry. It's like, I feel so bad because he says it right from Eric's mom. <laughs> oh, that's right, because they were at, they were in Chicago. They were in Chicago, that's right, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> that that's what makes it so much better. Like, like, the term alone is great, but what makes it better is the setup and the situation. <laughs> and that he said it in front of Eric's mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, well, that was fun. I wanted to do that one. <laughs> Thanks once again, Way of the Warrior. Oh, my it, God. It, all, it always goes back to Way of the Warrior on this show. It always comes back full circle to where it all began. <laughs> oh, that was fun. Someday we got to get both of them on this show. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we. I mean, I've been trying to get a Joe's on Warrior crossover forever. One of us has got the pull with it, but you know, can't make anything happen. Ryan. Yeah, what's up with that? Oh, sure, blame me. Who's the executive producer? It definitely isn't me. Oh, that's only by me. Title. Hey, only by title. Guess who doesn't have a title on the way of the Warrior show? Me and Dave. This guy. <laughs> I got an, I got a title on this show. I can I can yeah. I can work out this show to get on there. Yeah. I can I, do I, I'll do it right now. Get on there. I tweet I tweet Eric all the time and I'll be like, hey, when are we gonna do a fucking Joe's on Way of the Warrior crossover? And it just gets blown off. But I bet you if you brought it one of us has been on the Way of the Warrior. Uh again, I, sure as shit ain't me. Wasn't me. Uh, <clears throat> I'll, I'll go back, I'll work on it. I'm I 
I'm sure uh, there, there's definitely, like, well, especially with Skype now, I'm definitely sure we can figure something out where we, we live. 40 minutes from them! No, but I mean, like, before it would have been, like, you guys on Skype, but I wouldn't have had Skype, though, right? Well... Before it would have been, like, you guys, if you had contacted them and wanted to do something, I'm sure they would have been able to do it. Like, Eric definitely... I was a nobody living in Kitchener, and Eric's like, hey, do you want to go out on the show? I'm sure with you guys being in contact with them, I'm sure he'd, like, put you guys on. I don't know. I've asked. I, sh I can't get nowhere. Eric, if you're listening... Yeah, maybe I'd be as cool as me. Apparently not. I'm can you sorry, guys? Can you guys uh, I'll go. I'll go on everybody else's show. That's fine. Can you guys hear this well, at all? Hey, you have sixteen thousand views. You know, we're now that we're big. Maybe that's it. <laughs> sorry. Now that we're big. <clears throat> I put on a little music. Could you guys hear that at all? I can't. Uh, Shit. I couldn't hear anything. No. Trying to get it to work so you guys can hear it. No, we ran into this the last time when you and I did the Not a Podcast when we tried to do outro music. I can't, I couldn't hear anything, so I'm just sitting there in silence because I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were gonna have that going on. That's all right. I'll let it keep playing for a minute because we got to get out of here anyway. I gotta head out. I gotta head out of here, boys. All right. Any last words from the from the devilish trio today? I got nothing. <laughs> I got no final words. I'm I'm staring at a 55 inch TV that I haven't watched in two days because <laughs> he hasn't had a fucking minute off. No, I've not been home to watch it, so I'm looking forward to getting this entertainment stand done and mounted on my TV and turning this bitch on for a little bit. Awesome. I'm, nice. gonna, I'm gonna get out of here and go yeah, over. Uh, I'm gonna go over David's house and uh, check out his new pad and. Um, after I get this thing uploaded, so. Hell yeah. What about Ryan? Good show, boys. And I am going to go in and uh, just start enjoying uh, enjoy my daughter and just celebrating her. We're, I'm, a, I'm just going to have a bloody three-day Carla birthday celebration extravaganza because I just love her that fucking much. So are you off tomorrow, Monday, and Tuesday, or are you just off to the rest uh, of today, I've Monday? Worked, uh, the rest of today... Tomorrow Monday, and I go back to work on uh, Tuesday midday. Nice. Yeah, so I'm just gonna just enjoy my family right now, and then fucking relax, take it easy. That's it. Hell yeah, brother. Right on, boys. We're getting going. All right, let's wrap this bitch up. Got it. All right, for the average Joe's not a podcast podcast, which is a podcast about nothing in particular, but everything at the same time. Jeff Shanahan, Ryan Dempsey, David Van Boglen, we are gone.